When I was four years old, um, all of a sudden, I realized I was sitting at dinner, and I realized I couldn't walk. Just sitting at the table, and I couldn't walk. And my mother and my grandmother thought I was kidding. They thought I was playing. And so they just kind of waited till after dinner. They um, took me uh, to bed. They carried me to bed. And after I went to sleep, they, they, they took a needle, and they uh, pricked my skin, and there was no response. So. Um, they took me to the hospital, and I was in the hospital for, I think, seven days, and they did all these tests, everything was inconclusive, and one day I could walk again, and so they just sent me home. Um, and all I remember from that is like staring out of a, a hospital room, like into kind of emptiness. Um, about a couple of months later, um, I was back in the hospital with a severe asthma attack. And then the bedwetting began. So my body was in rebellion. You know, I, I don't know what happened. I still don't know what happened to that four-year-old boy. But something happened. And I have like occasional flashes of something, but really no, no real memory. Um, the novelist uh, Alexander Chi writes about his childhood sexual trauma. He says, there was in me a dream of fear, a fear so powerful I made a doll of myself to stay in my place, and I ran away. The doll woke up, stretched, looked around, and believed it was me. So the readings today are all about the body. Paul says, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it, and if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Now, I'm not a biblical scholar, and I'm not a theologian, at least not yet. No, Jackie. <laughs> but it seems really clear to me that what Paul is saying is that our bodies are holy, and our bodies are part of the whole. So, you know, one of my favorite writers is... Uh, Catholic uh, priest named Richard Rohr. He lives in New Mexico, and he, he writes about churches, and he writes about most churches are either heart churches or mind churches. And according to Richard Rohr, the kind of church that doesn't exist is the body church, like the church that celebrates the body. And I look at what Charles did this morning, and Malcolm, and Ishmael, and Jonathan, and Johnny, and Thomas, and I know that I'm in a heart and mind and body church. I don't know if you guys know how miraculous that is. Um, I read this book called The Body Keeps the Score. It's by, uh, I can't say his name, Bessel van der Kolk. And it talks about how long after our, our minds have forgotten something, the body retains it. It's literally in our DNA. You know, that's what happened to me at four, you know? And you can hold that trauma for decades, and it can destroy you. And you cannot drink or shop or sex or work or perform your way out of it. Believe me, I tried. And it sounds pretty bleak, but I'm here today because God is here. And it seems to me that if trauma can be passed down through generations, if that can be intergenerational, so can joy. You know, so can laughter. So can healing. It's the only way that I can explain that 
400 years after the first African slaves were brought here in 1619, that my people can still be so celebratory. You know, I mean, take a look around you, right? How do you explain spirituals and Duke Ellington and Yolanda Adams, Billy Porter, black barbecues, Beyonce? I mean, come on. And nothing in my world is more joyous and happy and loud and loving as my family when we all get together. You know, in spite of the personal and state-sanctioned trauma that we all endured. And the look on my mama's face when all of her babies are together, it could literally light this entire sanctuary. So, in order to unlock my tra trapped body, I drank a lot for decades. And when I drank, I could do all the things that normal people seem to do so easily, like dance and have conversations that weren't awkward, talk to boys. And For a long time, it was my solution to life until it wasn't. And so when I stopped drinking, I, um, I didn't know what to do with myself, with my body. And the first time a guy came over to spend the night, I was terrified. How was I supposed to do anything? So a friend suggested that I bring God into the bedroom, which I thought was the most hysterical thing I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> And I said, God ain't got no business in there, you know? <laughs> And his comment was, well, she's there anyway. You might as well invite her in. And, you know, maybe that sounds as crazy to you as it did to me at that point. In one of our recent meetings of queer black men in the middle, someone in the group said that their sex life was anointed. It's something I've never even considered. And how would I act if I actually believed it? How would I treat my partners? How would I treat myself? And if that part of my life is anointed, what about my work life? What about my train ride from Jersey City every day? What about waiting in line at Trader Joe's and that woman is in front of you and she has her basket and she keeps going to get one more thing and you have to push her basket along? But what if it all was anointed? I mean, what if it all is anointed? My queer black male body has been despised and rejected by, by the world, by this country, by the police, by some churches, by gay men in bars, and even more importantly and more tragically, sometimes by me. But that's not what the Bible says. It's not what Paul says, and it's not what Toni Morrison says. I am and we are children of God. And the incredible thing about recognizing myself as a child of God is I'm able to recognize all of you as children of God. And the specificity, I cannot say that word. The specificity of my queer black gayness is designed by God and delights God. And your particularity does too. And as part of the body of Christ, we sort of melt into God. So therefore we are able, all of us are able to see ourselves in each other, sort of be mirrors for each other, and we can begin healing and continue healing. My favorite new writer is a queer black man named Casey Gerald. He's written a, re he's written a really uh, great memoir called There Will Be No Miracles Here, and recently 
he wrote an article for New York Magazine called The Art of Black Escape. It's genius. Casey Gerald talks about never wanting to see another black body sacrificed for this country. He talks about the importance of resistance, but more important than resistance is renewal. And this isn't new. Audre Lorde talked about it for decades. And the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Uh, my clearest conscious contact with God happens when my mind and my body are in the same place at the same time. I wish I could say it happens all the time, but it, it doesn't. I'm wired to kind of run away, to kind of dissociate. But I am equally as wired to be whole and to be integrated. Toni Morrison talks about standing at the edge of the middle and letting the middle come to her. And I like that idea of not having to be, to walk away from all of that and allowing the middle to come to me. Um, a year ago, six months ago even, I would have laughed in your face if you had said, you're going to be preaching a sermon at Middle Church. It's insane, you know. A day after my birthday. Um, <laughs> I, and I would have read you to filth if you had said, oh, you might want to apply to seminary. I mean, two years ago, I wasn't even sure how I believed in God anymore. But that didn't matter because God is. And yes, racism is and sexism is, but God is. And homophobia is and transphobia is, but God is. And white supremacy is and Islamophobia is and anti-Semitism is, but God is. And climate change is and Donald Trump is, but God is. But also, Greta Thunberg is, and Black Lives Matter is, and God is, and Toni Morrison is, and James Baldwin is, and God is, and black men loving black men is, and God is, and I am Middle Church, and you are, and we are, and Middle Church is, and God is. To God be the glory. Amen.